Hey you guys, this is the Coupling Spire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire related. I don't claim to be an expert, I just love to talk fire and I'm not afraid to get into real and deep discussions. Everything I say is my own opinion and does not reflect the opinions of any agency or organization I am associated with. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Anderson, and I am so happy to have you here. I know I say that every week. I swear I will eventually find something different to say. Actually, what am I saying? I I probably won't find anything else to say. (sighs) Yeah, but I'm happy to have you here. You guys just kind of have to deal with it. I, I'm a happy person. I try to be a happy person. I know some of my recent podcasts haven't been like the most upbeat. And I, I really want to apologize for that because I try to be upbeat, right? Like that's what I love to give to you guys. Um, sometimes I just need to talk about what's on my mind and get a lot of things off my chest. And apparently I've done that. Apparently I've gotten to a place where I just feel better. So, yay. <laughs> but now we can get on to fun subjects again, right? We, I mean, not that those weren't necessarily fun, right? But they need to get talked about. But now we can get on to good fun subjects. Okay. So before we get started with the episode today, I wanted to kind of keep you guys up to date on some things happening. Um, here's a reminder for those of you who have been listening. And if you haven't been listening, if you're new here, hi. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is notification for you for the first time. So the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors uh, puts on every year the Less Luker Winter Conference in Kearney, Nebraska in February. So the next one's coming up February 5th, sorry, sorry, February 3rd through 5th, 2023 in Kearney, Nebraska. So first of all, put it on your calendars. You're going to want to be there. It's a fun time. It's a nice smaller conference. So you really get a good chance to network and talk with other other firefighters there, other instructors. And we really make it feel like home to anyone there. Um, it's something that we pride ourselves on in this conference. I'm part of the board. I help put it on. That's why I keep saying we. But for those of you who don't know and just full transparency there, right? Okay. Um no, but we, we really pride ourselves on making it a place that you want to be, that you want to hang out, that you're going to learn things and you're going to meet people. And you're going to be able to ask your questions. And it's it's a really good family brotherhood atmosphere. That's what we're really trying to capture is the brotherhood atmosphere of the fire service. So you're going to want to be there. Um, but if you have a class that you'd like to present and it doesn't matter if you haven't done it before, you know, maybe you have a new class you're working on, or maybe you have a lot of classes you've done in the past and you'd love to have a chance to teach again. If you have something you would like to present, uh, whether it be a hands-on training or a lecture, please go ahead and submit it for us to be able to, to choose from. You can do that at our website, www.nsfsi.com. That's the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors.com. Um, let's see, we are taking submissions for that until June 1st. So you have less than a month now uh, to put in your your class proposal for it. Um, so go over there. should be pretty easy to submit it. I can't wait to see what what classes we have to choose from, what classes we have to offer and get things really rolling this year. So we're really ramping up for 2023 to be a fun year. So you are not going to want to miss it. Okay. Other than that, um, if you guys want stickers for the podcast, I have them now. You can Venmo me. They're $3 each and that includes shipping to anywhere in the U.S., 
Um, so my Venmo is Taylor Anderson 31. If you need more information about how to find it or anything, just, you know, send me a message or an email or something um, and I will get the information to you. Just make sure you put your address in the notes section of Venmo so I know actually where to send it to. <laughs> awesome. And then if you guys take the time to leave a rating and review at anywhere you listen to your podcast at and you send me a message saying you did that, uh, I will send you out a free sticker. So uh, just let me know if you do that and I will get those out to you as soon as I can. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yeah, high energy for the show. Wow, you guys can tell I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I can tell I'm in a good mood. I guess I can't f say for sure you guys can tell I'm in a good mood, but I think you can tell I'm in a good mood. Okay, wow, I'm going to go in a circle if I keep doing that. So moving on to the actual episode topic for today. This one is something I am very passionate about. I love it. It's it's such a cool cool episode for me to do because I love learning. I love learning. You guys know that. I'm in love with, with books. I'm in love with podcasts, in love with videos, in love with classes, in love with just going to trainings and things. Like, that's my thing. Like, it's, it's just, there's something about digging in to the information and filling your brain up. You know, your brain is such a powerful tool. It can hold so much information and we don't utilize it enough. And so it's so much fun to when you get sucked into something you love so much, like I do with the fire service, I just want to fill my brain up with everything there is to know. Now, it does take a while. You can't you can't shove everything into it all at once. Otherwise, you're never going to retain anything, right? I wish we could just like open up, if you guys have seen uh, Lock and Key on Netflix or anything, you can open up your brain and stick a book in there and just you know it. Oh my goodness. If that was real life, I would be so happy. The entire fire service library would be in my head, but uh, <laughs> alas, that is not an option. <laughs> but it is so important for us to, to learn in this career, in this, in this path that we've chosen with our volunteer career, right? This is the path we've chosen, but it's so important for us to learn and to keep up on what's happening, what's new, and to dig into the stuff that we don't know about. It's so important for us to not just read about the things we love. Like, I love fire behavior stuff. Of course, I'm going to read about that and learn about that as much as I can. But it is equally, if not more important for me to seek out the things that I do not understand, that I am not good at. I am not good at building construction. So guess what I'm going to focus my time on when I have the chance? I'm going to probably force myself, it's going to suck, but I'm going to force myself to look for building construction stuff. Same with when it comes to, you know, extrication. I'm not good at extrication. I've never really done much training on extrication, done basic training, but not much since that. So if I have the choice, if I go to a conference, what classes am I going to take? Am I going to go with the fire behavior or the, you know, interior attack that I love so much? Or am I going to go with something I'm probably not really good at, but I probably need the training in? You should, you should go for the one you need the training in <laughs> that you're not that, that good at, you know? So I would go for the extrication one or forcible entry or something like that, right? Like that's what I would go for because we need that. Okay, anyways, long explanation is short. <laughs> Don't just stick in your comfort zones when it comes to learning. Make sure that you are pushing yourself to actually bring up the parts of you that need work. 
it's it's gonna be hard but it's gonna be worth it okay so wow this is going to be a rambly episode i can already tell so the actual episode topic for today we're focusing in on firehouse libraries today so i got this idea um first of all you guys know i love learning we already went through that okay listen to the past few minutes you heard enough about that I was watching Netflix's version of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Good series. I I love those shows. So good. But I was watching through and I started to pay attention that every episode, every every place that they went to, they were fixated on these libraries in their houses and the buildings that they were at. There was so much information in there to uncover. It was their safe haven for these kids, for the Baudelaire kids. It was a place where they knew they would be safe. They get whatever information they needed to, to do whatever tasks they're going to do, right, for, for, the, for the episode. I should say for the books, if, you know, those were books originally. Anyways, but they were, they were shown to be the most important place in the house, and that's the way we need to treat firehouse libraries. They are the most important room in our firehouses. And a lot of us don't have a full room for a library. That's okay. It doesn't have to be a full room. But it does need to be a dedicated space of some sort. Whatever that looks like for your department. It's crazy. We, we really should put more care and thought into our libraries. A lot of us think of it, uh, you know, as a second thought. You you get books here and there. You get magazines here and there and stuff. And you just stick them on shelves and, oh, they're there in case someone gets bored. You know, but that's about it. What we fail to remember a lot is that the deepest secrets of the fire department can be found in the pages of these books. And not just books, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But they can be found in the nooks and crannies of these resources if we look for them. So much has been written down and recorded over the years in different ways. So there's so much information there and a lot of us just don't go look for it. You know, we could have had other issues we went through or we could have a question in our head of, okay, what do you do if this? Somebody's probably already answered it. You are not the first one to go through these problems. So let's go try to find an answer. And it comes, you know, down to my love of history too and uh you know the famous i don't even know what you want to call it mm, not like a proverb but you know like a uh, saying okay that's not right but something where you know like if you don't learn about history you're doomed to repeat it okay so let's go learn through our history let's go learn through these pages and gather the knowledge and you say, we're in the fire service. We're in the business of fighting fires. We are manual labor people. That is what we do. We don't need to go and read all these books. Well, I have one thing to say to you. That if you want to slay a dragon, you need a good weapon. And that weapon is knowledge. So. <laughs> and it, it's, so, it's so funny because that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes um, from Doctor Who. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, but in one of the episodes with David Tennant, he's like, you want weapons? We're in a library. Books, the best weapons in the world. And he's totally right. He is completely right. The best weapons in the world. But yeah, I'm sure you've heard those words before from people that they, they don't want to read, or maybe they're not good readers. Maybe they don't like to read. 
I know plenty of people who don't like to read. I mean, I can tell you for a fact, my husband doesn't love to read. But he'll read fire books. He'll read, not, not all the time, but he'll read stuff. I was just listening to um, The Weekly Scrap last night with Corley Moore, and I, for the life of me now, I can't remember exactly who was on, and I should go look it up right now. I'm not going to. I should, but I'm not going to. Anyways, but he was saying how he just became, he's even, he's an avid reader now, but he's only been a reader for three years, and he's late in his career. It happens. I get it. I get it. But are we in our firehouses, are we encouraging our membership to read, to to, to learn, you know, are we, are we giving them books and magazines to re- read from or just let, leaving them to their own devices? Are we fostering a good environment for them to want to learn more? Okay, so first of all, just think of your own department, whatever it is, big or small, you know, big budget, little budget, I, I don't care what it is. Do you have a good culture of learning or reading in your department? Answer, answer honestly, do you? Not just with one person or a couple people, but throughout the entire department. Is it part of your culture? Okay, so now let's, I'm assuming it's a no, you know, maybe it is a yes. That's awesome. If it's a yes, fantastic. Let me know what you guys do because I want to add it to these things I'm going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I want to use it in the future for myself and possibly future departments of mine or other people's, you know, like good resources to have. Anyways. So what do you do if it's a no? What do you do if you said, no, we don't really have one. Okay. Thought is encourage a specific time to do this. Maybe you have a specific day of the week that you do it. So like on a volunteer department, you know, like, oh, maybe like every Tuesday, like, I know it sounds crazy, okay, like an old lady, I should say, oh, I'm going to a book club. But maybe you do. Maybe you have some sort of like book club for the fire department where you either all read the same book and you come and talk about it. Or maybe it's just a time for you all to gather and read your own thing, but just be around each other while you do it. It's almost like peer pressuring to read books. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) You know, if you're on shift, if you're on a career department, it's a little bit different, but, you know, maybe you can dedicate a specific time frame to reading or to learning in general, just like you do with working out, that everybody does. Maybe everybody goes works out together. Awesome. Another part in the day, everybody learns together, even if it's not over the same thing. They're all either reading a magazine or a book or going over some other videos or something together. Thinking of it from the volunteer side on this one. You know, what if you add some sort of extra credit points to some incentive in your firehouse? I don't know exactly what that incentive could be. What what do your members work for? You know, what are they going to respond to? Are they going to respond to recognition, you know, where you need some sort of an award? Do they respond to, you know, monetary kickback? You know, so do you need to do gift cards or money or something? Or is there something else that you can reward them with? You know, so maybe for every book that they read or how much time they spend reading, if they log it and they they hand it in or whatever, maybe you add them to that list. It's a thought. And this one, this next one can be for either volunteer or career. Maybe have daily or weekly discussions on what your firefighters have been learning in their own time. You don't have to be reading the same book. This, this is basically that book club, except for you're not reading the same thing. You're all learning different things, but it gives everyone a chance 
to relay what they've learned, even if other people know it, even if it's basic. It gives them a chance to make sure they process it and understood it correctly. If you're able, just just like anyone says, you know, if you're able to train somebody on it, if you're able to teach something, you know you know it. So if you're able to talk about what you've learned in this book or what it talked over, you can bring up that discussion with the group and you can have a good group discussion with everybody and then you know that that firefighter really got what they were reading. They didn't just read it just to fill up time. Take the time to share the knowledge. That is the only way that we can get ahead in the fire service because we don't have time to read everyone to read all the books, all the resources, everything. There's too much out there. But we can summarize and we can talk about it amongst our peers and we can give them the information that they weren't able to gain yet, that they wouldn't have time to go get on their own. And then it just becomes a, you know, a ball rolling down the hill, you know, like a snowball, like think of like a cartoon where it just keeps picking up more and more snow and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and keeps going faster. That's how you do that. That's how you do that. Okay, so what does your library look like at the firehouse? First of all, does it even exist? Is there a place where you keep different books, magazines, or other things together? Is it one shelf? Is it a full bookcase? Is it out where everyone can get access to it? Is it locked in the chief's office or captain's office? You know, where where is it at? First of all, I believe it needs to have a dedicated space. Some place where everyone always knows, okay, this is the library. These are the books that are here for the entire station, for our crew, for our members, whatever it is. This is where you can find everything. And if someone doesn't know where to, if they find a book out or whatever, they don't know where it goes, they put it back there. Awesome. Should be a dedicated space. Keep it nice and orderly, clean, you know, make it somewhere you want to look at you like you know make it make it easy to find books in there have some sort of a system whatever it is make it inviting make it inviting don't make it look confusing don't make it be this dusty little corner that nobody wants to go to maybe it's behind a chair or something you know like don't make it difficult to get to to get something out of there think of like a kids or teen section of the library even Okay, that's maybe a little extreme, but like they always have like either bean bags or like uh, my old library had this awesome, huge clawfoot tub with carpet inside that you could lay in. It was weird, but I loved it. That was like my favorite spot to sit and read. You don't have to get that crazy, right? But if you have the room, maybe create some sort of reading nook. Have a couple comfy chairs there or you don't necessarily have to go that far if you don't have the room. Have some nice looking shelves. You know, make sure they aren't super dusty and dirty and painted all different colors. Paint them all one color. Have some nice pictures up around it or something. You know, just keep it looking nice and inviting where people want to go and read or go pick a book out. Make the ability to, to check out books. You know, if, you, if you're worried that maybe the books won't return, it happens. I get it. But make the ability for like, for people to be able to take it home, take it with them to their bed on shift, you know, um, whatever it is, and have it be like a library system, not necessarily like you have to bring it back in two weeks, but this is who had it, this is who checked it out. So it's their responsibility to eventually get it back. And if it doesn't, you can do some sort of a fee or whatever you want to do for that. But that way too, if somebody's waiting to read a certain book, maybe there's a book list of like, hey, this person gets it next. 
or you know that person who's waiting on it who wants it maybe they can talk to the person and see if they're still reading it and then they can switch they still have to like you know go and switch their names but like make some sort of a system with it you know because especially like think about volunteer departments you're not necessarily going to want to read the book just at the station all the time you're going to want to be able to take it home or take it to the park or whatever allow them to do that make it easy for them to ingest this information and then another thing I think is really important to have in your firehouse libraries is to make sure you have a running list of books or other resources that your firefighters would like added to your library. Allow them to have a say. Allow them to say, hey, like, yes, this isn't a fire service related book or anything, but I think it should be in this library or we should totally be added to this and have it be a running list that gets checked periodically. Maybe some of your um, shift fund or something or your crew fund, however it goes, can get put towards upgrading that, right? Like getting new books or getting new resources in there every once in a while. Encourage people that if they they want to add books to the library and donate them to that little library, let them. Give them that option. Let them make it theirs. Okay, so with what, so with all this talk, what should we even keep in our libraries? I know you guys are thinking books and magazines. That That is where my head first goes to, right? Books from fire service leaders. Awesome. Of course. There are amazing ones out there. And then you even keep a lot of the basic books like, you know, Firefighter 1 and Firefighter 2 and stuff, you know, that people have used before. Keep that stuff in there. Of course. That's a duh. But also look into non-fire department books. Look into general behavior books. Look into general leadership books. Even cookbooks. I don't care what you put in this thing. Stuff it with as many resources as you think would be useful to a human, not just to a firefighter. There's so many books out there from from non-fire service people that that are amazing. Get some of those in there. Don't have it just be limited. There's magazines. I mean, that's another duh. That's another one that most of us would say, okay, yeah, of course that goes in there. You know, you have your fire rescue, fire engineering. Um, I know there are more. Those are just the two that come to my head first, (laughs) you know, but have all those magazines in there. Have them, have them be stacked nicely, you know, and in order if possible and easy, easy to grab and get to and put back. Okay, so now we've gone over a couple of the basics that everyone thinks of. Now I'm going to start getting into some stuff that I think you should have in your firehouse libraries that don't necessarily come right away to people. (laughs) So what about any of your maps? You know, street maps, maybe whole city maps, maybe jurisdiction maps, maybe, you know, do you have a zoomed in version of your, your specific response district? Um, maybe hydrant maps, any, any maps of any sort that you can think of that would be helpful to you. Do you have a list of that in there somewhere? You know, are they, are they categorized correctly or easily for someone to find if they're looking for it, you know, pull out, fold up, put back, however it may be. One thing I loved having at, um, my past department, I thought it was genius. They had this table and if you, if you have a table, like a coffee table or something you can do this with like in your library section or something, that'd be amazing. Um, but you put down, like you print out your map and you put it on the table and you put glass over top of it. 
it's awesome because it's always there. It's like kind of just this, I don't know, almost like decoration, but like it's the map of your district. You can do different drills with it. You can think about stuff while you're sitting there and talking about stuff and you can like get a dry erase up marker out or something and you can write on that glass and you can mark stuff out or maybe you can make notes or something like that, you know, like there's so many things that you could do with that and then just wipe it off later when you're done. Easy peasy. Keeps it nice and clean, but it's a nice resource to have there. So like while you're reading or while you're thinking about something or maybe you're wondering, okay, how would this work or whatever you can kind of draw out on that glass okay so anyways maps <laughs> maps of any sort and you know just thinking about that i don't have this in my list but maybe any sort of like strategy process sheets like um i'm trying to think of what i'm thinking about like you know how there's there's so many um acronyms for everything in the fire service you know maybe some of that maybe you have um sheets of that in there with what they are and what they mean and you know good ways to remember them and stuff like that you know maybe you have a couple samples of of your accountability board or something or or of your incident command board or anything you know just whatever you can think of that could be a resource for somebody in that sense stick in your library equipment manuals i i like this one (laughs) (laughs) because there have been so many times where I don't know how something works or I can't remember a specific something and all I need is an equipment manual so I can go through and look through and find the answer and I'm good to go. I'm good to go. How many times have you been trying to service a truck on your volunteer department and you don't know something about the vehicle so you go try to find the equipment manual and you can't find it? (laughs) But the answer would have been in there to help you. Okay, keep that in your firehouse library. It's easy to get to. And then maybe if someone's bored, they can start reading through manuals. I know it sounds boring, but you know what? Some people like to do that. (laughs) And then make sure with these libraries, you're not just dealing with physical paper stuff. Don't forget the audio and the visual of it. Don't forget all the podcasts that are available and out there. Don't forget all the YouTube channels that are available and out there and all those resources. Don't forget about online classes and different places you can go find those. Anything like that. That has a rightful place in your library. Not everyone is lucky enough to be able to have extra laptops or anything around their station or one dedicated towards that area. I get it. I understand. Have a list of stuff that people can go look up. Have a running list of podcasts and maybe a quick synopsis of like what it is. And maybe are there a few episodes that you think are key for people to listen to or really good ones? And keep adding to it when you hear new podcasts coming out. Same when it comes to YouTube channels. There's so many good YouTube channels out there. Or, Or good channels to, you know, not even if they, even if they don't talk about, you know, actually have a show or anything that they do or um, a specific resource. There's so many places out there that do pre-arrival videos. Have a list of YouTube channels that have pre-arrival videos. That way, when you're telling your firefighter, hey, go work on pre-arrival stuff, or, you know, um, maybe first first assignments on scene or whatever it is, 
size up reports, anybody? <laughs> when you're looking for that, you have a place to go from. So you're not just wandering aimlessly online trying to see if you get a good video to do or not. If you have the option, create an entire YouTube playlist or, or keep maybe keep those YouTube channels on favorite lists or something, you know, like actually in an account on YouTube. So this might be someplace good to go find videos. It's an idea. And then yeah, online classes have a list of places. If you have a Facebook group that you have or your own website that you have a back area in, just have it be a separate spot or a separate post or something for your members where it has some of these resources listed and links to them, please, if you can. <laughs> if you can't, I get it, it happens sometimes. But uh, if you're able to, do make sure it's linked so people don't have to like go trying to search and find it on their own. But list out all these places that have online classes. Some are free, some cost. But there's so many good ones out there. So many good ones. Okay, so we've gone over some things that you can have in your library. And like I said, don't forget the AV stuff, the audiovisual. That stuff is really amazing. I mean, you're listening to me. You're listening to a podcast. I'm part of that AV. Hopefully, I go into somebody's firehouse library. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's a possibility. So, moving on from that. <laughs> What's in my library? I'm not at a firehouse right now. I'm at my house, right? Um, but what's in my personal library? Okay, let's look into it. <laughs> so stuff I've I've actually read and gotten through. Uh, right now, I'm actually in the middle of a book, uh, The Station Ready Rookie by Colin Blassingame, Justin Dickstein, and John Gomez. I'm so sorry if I say any of these names wrong, by the way. I'm not doing it on purpose. But, okay. I'm in the middle of reading this one. It's a very quick, easy read. It's a good read. Um, I am going through my second rookie experience right now. And this book has been amazing to get me to remember things that I need to look out for and to just basically get my mind in the right spot again for being a rookie. I love it. It's, it's been a good help. Like I said, it's quick, easy read. Um, I think I'm like halfway through it and it only took me like 45 minutes or half hour or something like that to get that halfway through it. It's, it's, it's a pretty easy read, but it's a good one. Uh, another one I've read, and this is one of my favorites actually, uh, excuse my language, but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. This book was amazing and I will someday do some podcasts episodes on it. Um, so good. So good. I, I don't want to like ruin these up, these books and I don't want to give too much because this, this podcast episode will go on forever if I give a recap to what these books are. So yeah, I'll just list the rest of them out. <laughs> we have Fearless in 21 Days by Sarah Ball. This one, I will say this one more deals with anxiety. So if anyone's looking for a book like that. Uh, the Five Tool Firefighter by Nick Higgins. First In, Last Out by John Salka. And Pride and Ownership by Rick Lasky. So those are book books that I have in my personal library that I have read. Or one I'm currently in the middle of reading. Um, the ones that I have that I haven't read yet. I have Quiet by Susan Cain. This one is like a, um, it's all about like introverts, like leading as an introvert, which there's not a lot of resources out there for that. Most, most leadership books tend to be geared towards extroverts. Um, and I'm not an introvert, uh, but my husband is. 
And so he was really interested in this book. He really wanted to get it. And it's one of those things that I still want to read it too, just because, again, I like knowledge. I like knowing things. So I'm curious as to what this says in this book versus what other leadership books would be like. Another one's Challenge Your Leadership by Coralie Moore. I've wanted to start this one. It'll probably be the next one I do start. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's it's really cool. It looks like an, like an actual like kind of workbook book. So we'll see how that goes. And then lastly, but certainly not leastly, we have Firefighter Success by Jim Moss. Um, I actually got this for my husband when he finished his career academy back in uh, the beginning of the year. He's read through it. I have not read through it yet. <laughs> so I need to need to get on that at some point soon because I've heard it's amazing. <laughs> okay, so there's, those are my books. Uh, we don't have any magazines here at the moment, um, but I've, I've read quite a few different magazines. Those are just always good, just having the, the articles and the different quick perspectives out of there that come with them. So moving on to podcasts. Now, these aren't listed in any certain order, and I know I'm leaving podcasts I listen to out. These are just some of the top ones I love to listen to. So even if there's a podcast not on this list, which there are plenty that are not on this list that are very big names, okay, doesn't mean I don't like them. Does not mean that at all. It's just these are the ones I really love listening to and have done stuff for me. So podcasts. We have Crew First Culture by Jeremy Sanders. We have the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast by Robbie Owens. Five Alarm Task Force by Steve Green. Dear Chiefs Podcast by Audra and Chelsea. Ignited Firefighter Podcast by Ryan Rodriguez. Professional Brotherhood by Brian Soller. Firehouse Vigilance Weekly Scrap by Coralie Moore. Valor Fire Training by David Mellon. National Fire Radio by Jeremy and Rob. Uh, anything on the fire engineering lineup. They have a really good lineup. Um, and then the DTFF, the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Those, like I said, are some of my favorites to listen to regularly. And there are plenty of others that I have that I've downloaded that I haven't mentioned. <laughs> There's other other episodes I do that in. Go check back some of the earlier episodes that we did on this, on this podcast. Um, someday I'll have a full list of everything out there for the world so you guys can actually go and find all this that I love. But... There are so many good ones out there, and every podcast has its own has its own merit, has its own thing. That's what I love about it. There, there can be so many fire podcasts, and there, and there are, there are, there's so many, so many people you guys can be listening to, and every single one of them is worth it. Every single one of them has value, and I love it. We just come at things from different ways or we talk about different things or we sound differently. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So now there are a couple that I wanted to mention that aren't putting out any new episodes, but uh, they're really good ones if you guys want to go back and listen to them. Um, I didn't actually check to see that they were still available to download. So maybe I should have done that, but you know what? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in the middle of recording. I don't want to stop and go do that. So, so old podcasts that aren't releasing any new episodes, um, at least not to my knowledge, <laughs> um, but are really, really solid ones that I think you guys should go back and look on. We have the Brotherhood Academy Radio. Um, then we have Firefighter Training Podcast by Pete Lamb. 
this was like one of the first ones I ever started listening to and it was amazing. Okay. And then we have the Jump Seat Radio podcast by Ryan, Ryan Pennington. So some, some other ones that, like I said, they're not putting out episodes anymore. Nothing new. But hopefully they still have their old stuff available. Go back and listen to them. They're great. So that's all the stuff I have in my library. I'm not going to get real deep into a bunch of YouTube pages or other things. Maybe at some point else. Otherwise, this, like I said, this episode is going to go way too long anyways. <laughs> so let's move on to what I'm looking to add to my library. And these are going to be books I'm looking into. So I want to add Step Up and Lead by Frank Viscuso. I heard him speak earlier this year in Nebraska. And it was an amazing class. I loved it. I got so much out of it. And I really want to to add to that learning experience and get the book. And I, I think it'd be amazing. Um, Fully Involved, A Guide for Being in a Relationship with a Firefighter by Dr. Minda O's. I heard her talk on the Year Chiefs podcast with Audra and Chelsea, and I fell in love. And I really want the book. That's basically all I'm going to talk about it. Um, you guys can go check out their podcast that they did with her on that. Maybe I'll have her on someday. Who knows? But I really want that book. I think it'd be amazing to read. This one I've heard talked about a lot. And so I, I, I know it, it would be a great book to read. Uh, it's Your Ship by Dean Michael Abrashoff. I probably butchered that name. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, the Functional Fire Company by Scott Thompson. And then these ones aren't fire service books. And I'm trying to remember where I heard of these from, but I cannot remember. They were just on my list of books to buy. So if somebody else out there said this on a podcast or something, if you're listening to this, thank you for saying this. Um, or wherever you talked about it at, because... I can't remember, but we have The Hard Things About Hard Things, Building a Business When There Are No Easy Answers by Ben Horowitz. And then the next one is What You Do Is Who You Are, How to Create Your Business Culture by Ben Horowitz. So yeah, I don't know who talked about those or where I, if I read about them or I don't know. I don't know. But thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> okay, so those are some basic books I'm looking to add to my library. Some fire service, actually a lot fire service, some not. Like I always say, don't, don't discount anything that's not fire service related. It's still related. Okay, so when you go to build up your library, it's going to get pretty expensive if you don't already have a lot of books or a lot of things. So how, how do we go about that? How do we keep the cost down? Well, first of all, I mean, shop your sales, right? Shop Amazon sales or other things. You can find them on Amazon. Sometimes you can find these at used bookstores. Um, a good resource I found out about last summer is called thriftbooks.com. Like a thrift store, thriftbooks.com. And they not they don't always have all books in stock, right? Um, and there are different price ranges for different quality of books. Like if they're in good condition or new condition or worn, you know, different things. Uh, go check there. Go check there. You can find a lot of books pretty cheaply on there uh, in comparison to what you can buy them new. So if, if that doesn't matter to you, go, go check there. Otherwise, yeah, I think it's it's definitely going to be shop your sales, shop, use bookstores, things like that, you know. Uh, add to your library slowly. You know, you don't have to have everything in there at once. You know, spread it out so it's not so much of a financial burden on yourself. But a good couple of good places to go look for 
ideas for books to put in there if you if you have no idea where to start or what to do you know like what what kind of books should you put in like you don't even know what fire books are out there like what are good books well how do we know that people like them okay i got two places for you first off is going to be fireengineeringbooks.com this is fire engineering's own little site their bookstore thing um they have a whole list of books there for the fire service Go look through those. That's a good place to start to kind of get a list. Another good place to go get a list. If you guys have ever watched the weekly scrap, um, Coralie Moore does basically takes book suggestions from people, from the guests he has on there, right? Um, what he did is at least, at least for a while, I don't think he's kept it up to date, but there's so many books already on this list, but he's put together a full list of a bunch of these books that people have suggested. And you can go find that at his website, firehousevigilance.com. And I think that's under like book list or reading list or something like that. Um, and you'll find a bunch of these lists and who actually recommended it. Now, like I said, I don't think it's 100% updated. That's okay. Go watch the weekly scrap. Here's a not so subtle plug for that because it's a really good show. Corley does a great job with it. And at the end of the episodes somewhere towards the end anyways, um, he, he always asks for their book suggestions. So if you guys just take a little bit of time, do you know, if you don't have time to listen to the full episode, fast forward to the end, find where they talk about book suggestions. You'll, he, he tends to do it in the same spot every time. So you'll start learning when he does it and write it down and find the next one and write it down. Um, he might have another list out there somewhere, um, that's more updated, but I haven't seen it or haven't, I didn't, I didn't see it before I recorded this, but either way, it's a great, it's a great place to go look for more books. And if you tune into the weekly scrap as much as you can, you're going to hear those book suggestions as they come out. So overall, <laughs> libraries are important, you guys. Firehouse libraries are important. There's so many things we can't have in there. And there's so many things we, we, we should have in there. Don't limit yourself to just books and magazines. You know, make sure that you are reaching out into these other avenues and make sure you're getting member input on what should be in there. Do your best to create a culture in your department where people want to read these books, whether it be by incentive or recognition or just buy and maybe you just get together and that's what people want. Maybe they just want camaraderie while doing it. Find a way to make it a staple in your firehouse to learn. Not everybody reads. That's okay. Have them take some online classes. Have them listen to podcasts. You know, if I know like my husband can't sit still. He's not going to sit and listen to a podcast. He'll probably put a podcast in while he goes and walks on a treadmill or does a run or something else. Something more menial that he can get done. Maybe while cleaning. You know, do that if that's right for you. Go pour over maps. You know, learn your area. Learn different things about it quiz yourself on it, stuff like that. Keep your libraries full and foster that learning environment. Make it be a place people want to go to. It's, it's not difficult to check out a book from there. It's not difficult to put their suggestions down of what they want to see in there. Make it easy. You want them to learn. You want them to get better. And that is such an awesome resource to have. I mean, imagine the career side. Yes, they do this for a living. That's awesome. It's great to have a library there. Fantastic. Imagine a volunteer department having a fantastic firehouse library. Such a good resource. You're not expecting your firefighters to go out and to have to shovel out the money for all these books. They can share there. 
If people don't have the means to buy their own, they can come and rent from there. Think about it. It can really make a difference and get your firefighters wanting to push themselves. And if they start pushing themselves mentally, they're going to start pushing themselves even more on the training ground and on the fire ground. Okay, so that is all I have for this episode today. Um, yeah, as always, I have no idea what I'm talking about next week. I don't know if I'm going to be with a guest or if I'm alone. Um, it, we're up for whatever it is at this point. Um, it's been it's been a great spring. It's been a busy spring, spring, end of winter, kind of all year so far. <laughs> it's been crazy. It's been busy, but you know what? I am a hundred percent back into it. You know, my my energy is up. I can feel it. I'm ready to go again. Uh, the Nebraska State Fire School is coming up in a couple weeks here in Nebraska, and I'll be going and taking pictures at that again, and hopefully have learning new things like I do every year. Uh, after that comes out, I'll probably do a recap episode on a bunch of the trainings I've gone to this year so far because I realized I haven't done that yet. I haven't gone over Les Lutgert. I haven't gone over when Frank Viscuso was here. And I haven't gone over Central Nebraska Midwinter Fire School at all. You know, I haven't gone over any of that yet. So... <laughs> Um, I, I want to do that with you guys. So I'll do that after Nebraska State Fire School. That's towards the end of May. Uh, so maybe like the first couple weeks in June. Stay tuned for that episode to come out and I'll recap all of that <laughs> and what I learned. <laughs> so anyways, I hope you guys have a good night, day, whatever time you are listening to this. And I will catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.